Blog Talk Radio. This is session five in an esoteric study of the Lord's Prayer. In order to refresh our minds, I'm going to read to you again the Lord's Prayer in its entirety as it appears in St. Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 9th through the 13th verses. These words are from the lips of Jesus. He instructs his disciples thus. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We begin this session by concentrating on the words give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. One of the things I like about Jesus is that Jesus is a right now man. I don't know where the Christians got this pie-in-the-sky idea from. Here Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray and notice the words, Give us this day our daily bread. Say that. Give us this day our daily bread. When? It's not after a while, not by and by, not over yonder, not when we die. No, you can't hurry God. Not tomorrow, but give us this day. 
present tense. Right here and right now, our daily bread. Bread has a very interesting esoteric meaning. Bread is that which sustains, that which nourishes. Whatever we need to sustain us, give that to us this day. I like the sense of a you added to the first part of this petition, which makes it really not a petition at all, but rather a declarative statement. And I'm going to say it like that now and have you repeat it after me. You give us this day our daily bread. Now, I want you to think of that as a declarative statement. You give us this day our daily bread. It's an acknowledgement in that sense rather than a supplication. We are acknowledging it. Every day you give us our daily bread. Every day you deliver to us and through us that which we need to sustain us in spirit, mind, and body. And we acknowledge it. I have subtitled this particular part of the Lord's Prayer, Appropriate and Enjoy What You Need from God Now. Appropriate and enjoy what you need from God now. Come on, let's read it together. Appropriate and enjoy what you need from God now. In other words, in this part of the prayer, it's as if you're sitting at the table. It's already spread. What you need has already been delivered. Prepare. The pheasant is under glass. All of the condiments are on the table. The dessert is already prepared and on the sideboard. Like when I was growing up in the country, my mother would cook those big meals on Sunday before we went to church. And I would churn the ice cream. And my mother would set out all of those cakes and pies to cool. 
And if you think we hold services here on Sunday long, you should have been with us at Lovely Hill Baptist Church in Ridgeland, South Carolina. We started about noon and let out about sundown. And while the minister was preaching and the rest of the service was going on, Every once in a while, my spirit. We go back to the dining room. You can go pick the bat of the gate. Gotta grab that way. I know it's easier to hide and just to lay low. Not everyone in life has got a halo. I'm standing in the red inside a place for just wanna break down. I'm not gonna give in, take a last shot, Michael J. Wayne, no, I'm not a robot, I'm in my own skin, never get lost in thoughts, for you win, I'm Mr. Jones, you, we died with a purpose, all the energy around me, felt nervous, scared, I would pop off back to the surface, had to cut it up before you made me worthless, torn apart, I've been cornered, scarred, I had to give in, often, now I'm pick a spot, I'm keeping up my guard, I'm like, never card, I wore a flush, I'm left, you never know, it's hard, with a back to the mag, gonna see where I'm at, I'm a fight like a man, I'm a piece of the mess, they can never be me, nice guys, with a C, I achieve everything, while the state's all
This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. Here we go. This is the 26 CFR 31.6011 E-2 employees account numbers. This is a the reason why I'm showing you this one is because this is going to help you shut down your employer when he's trying to steal your money out to check that he's got to do this and he's got to do that. Well, this um, is the employee's account numbers. If you if you if you guessed it, that it's your social security number is an account number. That's what this is talking. This is this is what this is talking about. And let me go and read it. I'm going to read through this. Um, I might skip a few sections. Uh, try to cover what applies to most people. So here we go. 26 CFR 31.611B-2 employees account number. everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of the truth tuesday show with your host akeem l here on hindsight radio the information station changing the nation in conjunction with and in cooperation with the church of infinite abundance because yes this is a ministry it's not your typical ministry it's not your average day ministry i talk about different topics and today's topic is can a private entity restrict your freedom of speech just because they're a private entity? We have forums like the uh, one we on now, Twitter, Facebook, all of them. They uh, tend to restrict certain language that people talk about. Legal language, things, you know, just topics in general that are legally you could talk about um, they restricted them, and some people have been canceled because of that. We're, we're going to talk about that, uh, and I'm going to show you a video. Share what, why I got on the topic. It's the it's a channel that I subscribe to. I watch every now and then. It's called the Real Dana. Uh, she had one of the biggest reasons why I watch her is she 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 always got Judge Joe Brown on there, and I like him. Um. So he was talking about that. He was trying to discuss that a little bit 
um, about that. But first, I just want to check in with you guys. Uh, can you guys hear me? Are we good? We good? I see somebody say, Corinne says, happy Tuesday. And Maxim Moore says, uh, he's in the house tonight. There it is. Yeah, peace. Um, let me do my usual greeting. Peace, prosperity, and extreme wealth to all. Hey, I'm not a typist, so I type slow. <laughs> Some people could have did that out, put that out there. And the number to call in is 563-999-3615 if you want to talk about this topic with me. You can get on live on the air and talk about that. Um, yeah, so how are you guys doing out there? Oh, let me um, try to fix something here. Okay, back, that's what I want to say. Back and do my, oh, oh, see, see this. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changes the nation. Um, how y'all doing? Y'all, y'all doing good? How's your your family doing? Are you, are you achieving the goals that you want and desire? Uh, I know I am. You know, I, I hit roadblocks, mental roadblocks. Most of, most of my mental blowblocks are... Uh, most of my roadblocks are mental. It's me. It's not something else. It's how I'm looking at it, what position I'm taking on it, my resistance to whatever it is that keeps me stagnant or stuck. Sometimes we get resistance. We give resistance when we shouldn't. One of the keys to suffering is non-acceptance of a situation. It's what people say, it is what it is. Accept it for what it is. And then once you accept that, take responsibility for that, you can move on and you can begin to adjust. But when you don't accept, it's always going to be a problem. When you, don't, when you don't accept the situation, how it's presenting itself, this is what it is. Temporarily, a lot of these situations we find out some are temporary situations. We might be presented with a problem, and the problem happened days ago, hours ago, years ago, and we still bring it up or we still talk about it. I've been, I've been a, a, a guilty of that at times. A lot of times I've been guilty of that. And you know when you bring up an old problem that you, you just relived that bad experience? And when you relive bad experience, you're saying something. You're saying something to your subconscious that you want to repeat the same problems all over again. You are programming your subconscious to keep repeating the same problem all over again. And another thing you're doing is you are programming yourself to accept and to relive bad experiences, that you enjoy that, that you you take delight in that. Because if you keep reliving something and keep talking about it, and dealing with it and bringing it up in different situations, you're reliving that experience as if it just happened. You're reliving the past that doesn't even exist anymore. That's what that's what that's what we do. We do that. I am a, a I am a big time perpetrator of that. 
to be real, to keep it real. Yeah. And I had to learn, hey, I got to let go of certain things. If I want to move forward, I got to accept certain things about myself, accept certain things about the situation, and say this is what it is. You see? Because once the key to prosperity, the key to success is acceptance. Number one, acceptance and taking responsibility for your role that you play in any situation, whether it be good or bad. Now, we love to say good or bad, but do you realize that there's no such thing as these things? These are things we're labeling, this is good, this is bad, because what's good for me may be bad for somebody else. What's bad for me might be good for someone else. We have to... These labels we place on ourselves, these boxes we put ourselves into is causing a lot of our issues. And as you can see, well, what you will soon see is this video I'm going to play, parts of it, and you'll see the reactions of people pointing the finger at one, per, one gender or another, saying they're the problem because they did this and they did that. And, and the other. It, it, it just is constant back and forth. But I'm not slow or I'm not ignorant enough to realize that a lot of the issues that we deal with, especially people of color, is what we have been given to look at, to take a side one way or the other. And as long as we're taking a side against one or the other, we're not seeing what the real problem is. Because I keep hitting this button. A lot of this stuff is is by design. These different ideas, ideologies that we're taking on. A lot of it's by design. A lot of the stuff we we believe in is we believe in it simply because someone said it's the truth, not something we investigated. And when you take a position on something, you have just limited limited yourself to any other possibility of there being another answer, another outcome. You place yourself in a box anytime you take a position. You see, when you have to be careful of the position you take. Now, I take a position on certain things like my prosperity. I have no choice but to be wealthy, healthy. And, and do great things. That's not. There's no other option but that. That's my position, and that's a good thing for me, as long as I'm not hurting anybody. Now, I really would appreciate if someone called in and kind of chimed in on some of the stuff I'm going to play in this video, because it has a lot to do with positions, positions people take, and, and, and the extreme positions that people take in order to cast light somewhere else instead of looking within themselves and what role we play. And we all good. I, I've been, I'm a perpetrator of that, truth be told. I, I, I'm guilty of doing that. You see? All right, who's out there? You got Maxim says, if they use taxpayer money to start their platform thanks to the U.S. ruling, the big tech companies can, can be sued. This is what he's saying. Can be sued 
as the telecommunication carriers act under the law now. That's true. Because they become what you call a public utility. I'm going to let Judge Joe Brown explain it in this video. I'm going to let him do it. Lucky Charm said, yes, brother, we can hear you. Thank you. Greg Bunn said, peace, God. Disciples Ministry said, peace, peace, peace. G-Money, I need to get some of that fish and shrimp. Where you going to be at tomorrow? <laughs> That's going to be my dinner. Um, yeah, G-Money, make sure you send me, like, I see it on Instagram, but can you just do me a favor and send me a direct text message where you going to be at? Then so I can show up. Thank you, brother. Uh, as you know, I'm here in Chapel Hill. I'm close to the brother. He's in the same area, close to it. Um, the Raleigh Durham area. Um. All right, let's get let's get to the video. Let's get to the video. Remember the five six three nine 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 three six one five. And let me know. I'm going to play it. And if, if y'all can hear it, let me know. Here we go. We start about two minutes in, right up under two minutes in. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, And I got a word for you that will beat the uh, algorithms. Unisex child clothing. That y'all hear that? Perfect. Let me say this. Let me say this, too. The video that we did about Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears, and I was like, don't say the P, don't say the R word, right? So when I uploaded... Now, she's talking about a video, Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears, about some child molestation issue. I saw that a little bit. It was so disgusting. I didn't finish it. But there's an issue with that. That's what she's talking about. But this leads into the conversation about the Bill of Rights and your freedom of speech. All right? Can y'all, before I play the video, can y'all hear? Did y'all hear that? Oh, G-Money, can you, did you hear the video when it was playing? I see you just text me your low, where you were going. He said, audio has echo. All of it has echo? G-Money, did it have echo? Texting him now. I want y'all to hear it. I don't know how it would have. He said it had echo, so why does it have an echo? Oh, uh, you know what? It could be. What would cause that echo? I don't know. Hey. Let's see. I'm sharing the audio. Oh, I know why. I know why. Let me let me let me do this. Hope this is, this this might fix it. Screen tab now. Shit. Did that clip? It's doing very well. It All right now, does that did that have echo? G money. Did that have okay? Okay, I fixed the problem. So let's go. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. Somebody like me in her life, which she hasn't gotten. 
So, yeah, okay? All right, so... And I got a word for you that'll beat the uh, algorithms. Unisex child clothing. That was the popular thing. Perfect. Let me say this. Let me say this, too. The video that we did about Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears, and I was like, don't say the P, don't say the R word, right? So when I uploaded that clip, it's doing very well. It didn't get monetized because I believe probably because of that. But it was so many people in the comment section, oh, she's so disrespectful, telling the judge what he can and can't say. You can say it. You can say it on YouTube. If you want to be on YouTube and you're scared of being censored, you don't need to be on YouTube. Let me just tell everybody this. Um, This is a business. I'm about that money. I don't talk for free. I'm not going to sit up here and just go hard and go over the cliff for you. Why would I do that? This is YouTube is a private entity. It's not run by the government. So they have community guidelines that you have to follow. If you don't follow it, they're going to get your way out of here. And if you don't like it, then don't join YouTube. See, I- All right. So she's saying that places like YouTube have community guidelines. They're a private entity. And if you don't follow their rules, they can get you up out of here. That's true to a degree. That is true to a degree. But Judge Joe Brown is going to explain to her, try to break it down, about why that part of the statement is not so true. Because if the entity behaves a certain way, then they fall up under certain guidelines. So, and I had this, this, uh, this discussion uh, with someone years ago. This is like right before, right when the the issue we had with you know what the the jab. I don't want to <laughs> when we when the pandemic first started and it was censoring and knocking people off the air. And I had this discussion with someone, and they said exactly what she said. It's a private entity. You got to follow their rules. See, that's one of those things that because we're not educated properly on our, what the Constitution says and what our rights are when it comes to the Constitution and what we can do, this is what people say. They're not saying it because they just, you know, they're saying it because they, they think, well, this place got these rules, and so I got to follow these rules, no matter what it is the rules is. But what people don't understand, if I create a rule and it's restricting your constitutional protections, it's abridging that, it's blocking those things like freedom of speech, then that rule cannot be, uh, somebody said it was echoing again. Somebody said that that fixed it. I don't know. They, maybe they're kind of late. Oh, uh, they're watching at the beginning. <laughs> uh, if I'm restricting something like one of your God-given rights, then that rule is not, I can be sued for violating your rights. I'm placing myself under in a, in a position where you can have a complaint against me. And that's been shown time and time ago, you know, again, when people, like, for instance, try to only rent to certain races of people or sell to certain races of people or give jobs. You, you, you can't do certain things. When you make yourself available to the public, and you're doing business with the public, then you fall up under certain guidelines. You see, when you say, 
Uh, when you say, here, you can come here and present your ideas here on these different platforms, then you leave yourself open that some people are going to have some very extreme ideas. You may not like them as long as those extreme ideas are not hurting anybody or not harmful or not illegal. They are free to say whatever they want. And in a true society that's about truth and accountability, we should hear every side of the story. We should hear the extreme and the not so extreme. First of all, who's who's deciding what what's extreme and what's not extreme? Who's who's I might find something extreme and somebody else may not agree with. Say that that actually the person who's talking may not find it extreme. It's just their idea. But this is what makes the world go around, allowing people to express themselves freely as long as they're not causing harm to anyone else or uh, interfering with the liberty of others. You see? All right, let's finish. Let's finish that. I chose to join YouTube and to get monetized. I am working on building up a website for prescription subscription purposes. And if you would like to donate, please do so. Cash App Dollar Sign Dana with the data. At Cash App, right? Well, see, I'm helping you, but my right. he, Judge O'Brien gonna say something. So, so she's telling. I monetize. I respect that. Yeah, you know, I'm not here talking for free either. But one thing, I don't make anybody off of YouTube like that. All my money comes from my website. The money I make comes from me servicing others, and that's where I make my money. YouTube does send me a check here and there, but it's nothing. It's barely anything. You can see my views are very low uh, because of my content, because I pretty much try to tell the truth here. And truth don't always get it, – it's popular sometimes. Uh, and maybe because, you know, I, I, I don't know the algorithm. That could be this. It's just algorithm thing. Now, Judge Bro Brown going to say – this portion. Here you go. My motive is somewhat different than yours. What I'm trying to do with his lovely uh, into the head idea type thing is to set YouTube up for a class action lawsuit. So he said he did it for setting them up for a class action lawsuit. That's why he, he's going to continue to say what he's going to say. That's why I like him. This is one of the few brothers around that's willing to say what needs to be said when it needs to be said and don't care what the reactions of others are. And that, to me, what defines a real man, a real woman, when you can say what needs to be said when it needs needs to be said, regardless of the popularity of it. The people are not saying things because simply they don't want to be shunned. Because it's not popular. They want to go along with the crowd. Here we go. Because they do have FCC licenses, and they are restricting the exercise of the First Amendment. And because of their exercise of those federal licenses, they have a monopoly on certain things, and they are restricting free speech. The case that establishes it is when those people sued President Trump some years ago because he blocked them on Twitter from coming up with negative comments, and the federal court that heard it ruled that it's a matter of public forum, and you can't 
public forum or otherwise, or et cetera, et cetera, private forum or otherwise, it is a public forum. You can't block people from the exercise of the First Amendment. The The rationale is the same as public utility rationale. Back in the 19th century, when they got such things as gas lighting and electricity, some of the utility companies said, well, we want to develop this area, so we want these people out, so we won't supply them with uh, utilities. So it went all the way up to the Supreme Court and the rules and the laws that got passed were, yeah, you're private enterprise, but because you avail yourself so heavily of protections by the public i'm sorry you are a public utility and so what he's saying is because they avail themselves to the public to be used as a platform for people to discuss their ideas the things they do uh you can't pick and choose what people talk about you see and you know it's a game like when they were when guys were talking about different things, they were blocking them because they were talking about the different ailments we had over the two last two years and how they didn't agree with some of the things where that was being put in place. Those people got taken off YouTube, right? But then certain people that agreed with certain narratives, they kept them on. Now let me show y'all something. And I've, I've, I've really been paying attention to this for a long time, about what people pay attention, who get knocked off, who gets, who stays. Do you realize that whenever there's talk about either a black woman or a black man that stays on YouTube, they don't tear those videos down? Whenever we're going back and forth, hurting each other with our words, those things stay on the ear. We had the guy, Kevin Samuels, and he wasn't, you know, when I watched stuff, he wasn't saying, he was just, you know, repeating a lot of stuff he heard the lady say. But it, it, but his platform highlighted the negatives of the negatives of our sisters. It didn't. It didn't at one time show anything positive about what our sisters, the, the, the good sisters that they are doing. Because there are plenty of good sisters out there. There's plenty of good brothers out there. But go try to find a platform that highlights those good things without tearing down the other. Try to find one of those and see how hard it'll be. And you see now, now they got an algorithm that can pick and choose what videos get monetized, what doesn't get monetized. Like whenever I talk about certain topics like IRS and things like that, W4 forms, those, those videos don't get monetized. Like, like half my videos don't get monetized because of some of the things I'm talking about. I don't talk about people. I don't do gossip talk. I don't share my opinion about others and how I think they're wrong. And, and I don't do that on a daily basis. And like you, like videos like this, you, the way I show other people talking, it's few and far in between. But for some reason, they'll demonetize my video just for telling y'all 
about how they're taking your money W four form by force when the law says it's supposed to be an agreement. Right? I'm showing y'all real facts on how to operate in commerce. Knowing these different these rules that you've been going by that you didn't have to go by when it specifically says in the law that it's your choice according to that law. That was last week's show. We go back to the shots. The law is clear that the, these employers are requiring you to fill out a form you don't have to fill out. And they've been doing it for years under the guise of it's required, under the, the illusion that it's required when the law says it's not. Clearly. All videos when I show y'all that the states are enriching themselves through child support. They get paid they dollar for dollar. Every dollar they collect, no matter where they collect it from, the government is giving them money. They're incentivized to go after people for child support. And whenever you incentivize any government entity or anyone with control, they're going to not, those decisions are not going to be in the best favor of the family or the child a lot of times. Well, let me continue. You can't do that even though you're private enterprise. That's the same thing with the civil rights uh, laws. They said that because you have interstate commerce, even if you are private, even if you have no connection across the straight, the state lines, yeah. you are stuck with what the federal law says because it interferes with interstate commerce. So part of that is construed as freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom to patronize or not. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we have a restriction on free speech that has in an impact that goes across interstate lines, so it is. So can you make it plain? Can you make all this plain? Because you lost me a little bit. Make it. Now she's asking him to make it plain. Now I understood it clearly what he was saying. Why do I understand it? And she said, "Make it plain." Um, I don't know. Maybe she's doing that for the audience. Maybe they don't understand it. I don't know. I'm not going to make those assumptions here. But for the most part, people wouldn't understand nothing what he said when he said interstate commerce and all of this stuff. That's like what interstate? That 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 that's over a lot of people's head. What he's saying in plain language, plain language. When you start doing business state to state and you start presenting your services to people state to state and allow them to come on and do business no matter where they're from, you cannot tell one group of people they can't say something while allowing the other group of people to say whatever, they say something. You can't restrict. You got to let everybody have that same freedom that you afford the other person or the other business, whatever. They all have to have an equal playing ground. So when you – now – Let's just say, what if it's a video about harming people, <clears throat> child molestations and things like that? You, you, you're promoting these types of things. Those are illegal topics. And they also infringe on the liberties and freedom of another person. No, you cannot talk about those things. That's, 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 that's I mean, that's common sense. You see? 
they that's that is basically you know anything that is illegal cannot be taught. I can't talk tell talk to you about how to go and um manufacture cocaine and crack and stuff like that. I can't do that. That's an illegal topic. It's against the law to you know federal law to do that. But just simply having an opinion about whether I want to take a vaccine or not, or whether I agree with a mask mandate or not, or whether I agree with abortion or not, things like you can't restrict my opinions on those things. You see? It's called impartial. Okay, here you go. Interstate commerce is one of the things protected by the Constitution. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook impact interstate commerce. So if they were a private business, it looks like they could say, well, we don't choose to serve anybody who does this Mm -hmm. or says that. But the truth of the matter is, is because it impacts interstate commerce, it doesn't make any difference if they're private or not. They're stuck with the rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, in other words, they impact interstate commerce. That's the only game in town. So since matters of opinion and voicing this, that, and the other have impacts in multiple states, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube uh, have no business restricting what is legal free speech. Now, if it's illegal, yeah, but it's not. Because mm-hmm. making somebody have hurt feet. Well, is I not mean, the thing is, but it's you, but it's the advertisers. It's, I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into this because we could talk about this on another show. Now she's saying it's the advertisers. If they're advertising, oh, they may not want to be connected to whatever you're talking about. You see, but let's, but let's go on. when you when you are relying on advertisers to advertise their products, their commercials, you know, you're talking about multi-million, billion-dollar companies. Now, that's a valid point she's bringing up when you don't know the, the, the Constitution. This is what someone would say when they don't understand how the Constitution works. And that's, I can see that line of thinking. It makes sense. It, can, it, it makes sense from that point of view, but still. Just advertisers are a business, and guess what they're doing? They're trying to sell products in multiple states, too. They're doing business in multiple states, too. So they, too, have to follow the same guidelines. You can't restrict me. Now, if you don't want to advertise your product on that video, then okay, boom. I just won't let my video show over there. I'll I'll let my commercial show on that particular video. They can do that. But they can't stop you from having free speech, period. Then it's like, yeah, you're going to adhere to certain guidelines, community guidelines. Yeah, but those community guidelines are not the guidelines of the United States of America. Did you hear what he said? Those guidelines are not the guidelines of the United States of America. They're operating where? In the United States of America. So the major guideline that that got to be followed is that constitution. And because the reason why these companies even write these types of rules, because the people writing them don't even read the Constitution or understand it. <clears throat> they don't know. They're not doing it out of, well, I'm just going to not 
by by the Constitution, they're doing it because they don't know what the impact is when they do it. They don't understand it. They're educated just like most people are. Go to education, they barely talk about it. They talk about, yeah, we got the Bill of Rights. We got the Declaration of Independence. We got Fourth of July. We, they talk about the, 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 these, these topics that really don't connect with the everyday dealings into state commerce that you do on a daily basis. They're not teaching you the small details, the big details of how all of these things affect your life. And, you know, this sister here is falling in line based off of, well, the advertisers, I want to get my paid paycheck and this and that. I get that, but here's the thing. If all of us take on this attitude that I don't talk for free and I'm, I, you know, I got to make my money, I get that. We all got to make a living. Everybody's having, that's why nothing gets fixed, because we don't put our foot down. We're not putting our foot down. And not, we're allowing people to infringe on our rights for a paycheck. Because, well, I ain't, I ain't going to do this and this and that. I, got, I, I don't do this. They gonna, you know, I don't want to lose my money. That's that's what they're counting on. That's what they're counting on us to do. That's what they want us to do. Shut up, take this money, and, and, and you do it, do it exactly like this. That's the long and short of it. Let's be real. Now, I don't say certain things for certain reasons. Because I know I got other people looking, and they want to take what I'm sharing with y'all and twist it around. I say it in my premium membership. But like I said, I don't, I don't make anything off YouTube. YouTube does not. It gets me exposure. Thank you, YouTube, for that. But as far as them sending me, they don't send me anything because my topics are always <laughs> – it's not what everybody want to hear. I cater to a certain group of people that is looking for a certain information. All right. Hey, Only, just for the sake to move on from this, as of right now, yes, that is there. I, I, I got it. You're trying to do it. But all I was explaining is my position, which is I don't care what you think with your commercial sponsors. The rule is if you're impacting interstate commerce, it doesn't make any damn difference what your motive is you're stuck with the laws of the United States of America. Period. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, just, with, he, he just he's put it in a nutshell. Don't matter. Don't matter. You can't restrict free speech. Period. Private entity affecting interstate commerce, dealing with the public, you're pretty much a public utility. And you got to adhere to the United States Constitution where it says specifically, and I'll read it, Article the Third, Congress shall make no law respecting establishment of religion. That's why I open all my presentations showing my my logo, my church logo, and then I have my little warning up there, uh, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. You see, if they restrict this recording, and, I, and this is a religious, I'm telling you, this is a ministry. I'm giving out hints right now. See, if everybody understood what I understood about ministry and church and all that, they would all turn their stuff to a ministry. 
And what do you do then? I'm giving the game. But see, when your mind is structured in a certain way, you, you can't see it. Because think about it. There's churches or religious businesses, or they wouldn't do certain things. like, And they would support it because their religion said they couldn't do this. On, I think it was a, a situation where this place they would they wouldn't make a a, a wedding cake for uh, a, a a gay couple, and they got sued because they wouldn't do that, and they challenged it on religion. I'm not sure what happened to that, but I know there was other. I think the business uh, prevailed on that. I'm not sure, but. Churches would not allow, give out, or deal with uh, abortions, and they got taken to court, and they and they won because it's their religious protection. You see, religious protection, religious protection, because it starts off. Congress shall make no law respecting established religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So you have the free exercise of your religion. If you say you're not going to do something on your religious beliefs, it has to be respected, period, across the board. Or abridging the freedom of speech. That's the second sentence. There's, there's, there's no abridging. What does abridging mean? You can assume means stopping, then short, cut, cut down, concise, condensed. See? Oh, let's see. That was... Same thing. Curtail. Even the right to free speech can't curtail it. It's a right. It's not a privilege. All right. Now, they go on to some other topics. <laughs> it gets kind of crazy from here. Like some of the things that was being said. Uh, the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So I'll, and five, eight. Let's see. Just tell me whether you want me to tell him to send it to I'll, you. I'll send you that by Dex. Uh, let's see. So is that a yes or no? Yes, there is. So there's a couple of things. Number one, we got to make sure that we can do a lot of systems analysis and an institutional assessment. Communities are made up of institutions or the lack thereof. Communities are governed by systems or the lack thereof. Let us be very Let's get into it. Um, I want to maybe um, video up, uploaded it. So it was clips of the commentary. I'm not going to play the whole 23 minutes, but I just want to play the intro, maybe a couple of pieces of it, of different ones or whatever. So fair use, fair use. I guess I have to say that, right? Actually, wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm sharing it properly. Um, yeah, optimize. There you go. Okay. You're the only one not being honest, Omar. You're not being honest. It's mine, the clip. You don't have to argue about it. You don't have to argue about it. Black men. First of all, I want to see where you all stand. Just by a yes or no. Dr. Umar, is there? Yes or no? Absolutely, yes. Hope, is there? No. Duan? Absolutely, yes. 
Cynthia G., where are you on this? The only war is the war that black men are waging against the black community. So is that a yes or no? Yes, there is. So there's a couple things. Number one, we have to make sure that we conduct a systems analysis and an institutional assessment. Communities are made up of institutions or the lack thereof. Communities are governed by systems or the lack thereof. Let us be very clear about something. This fratricide, this black-on-black crime that so many of our brothers are engaging in, let us remember, Irish did the same thing. Italians did the same thing. European Jews did the same thing. And in the 1930s and 1940s, the United States government decided to upgrade them to white status and in so doing gave the Italians control of the fire departments in the black community, gave the Irish control of the police departments in the black community, and gave the European Jewish immigrants control of the civil service municipal jobs that they still control in many city centers today. The point that I'm making, Tammy, is that America gave Southern European immigrants an economic stimulus package. Before they gave that economic stimulus package to Jews, Irish, and Italians, they were doing the exact same thing black men are doing today, selling drugs, breaking the law, running in gangs. That was a... um, Well, some of his conclusions, but not some of the reasons I would adopt, but the circumstances he dictates in terms of the outcomes or the practices are the same. I don't assign that causality because I know people in those communities and one of the things they've always been about is manhood and what these little hens are doing here <laughs> is they need to get back to the damn hen house and they need a rooster to restore order because it's like hens trying to run the chicken coop and it doesn't work out well because look at the hell that goes on in the community because they've taken the masculine element out. And particularly when you have someone who's in the unisex child clothing, let's put it that way. So what he's saying is, it was this question was, is there a war between black men and black women? That's what the question was. And he was saying, each one of them said yes. Then then somebody said no and something else. But y'all know what I say. When you think there's a war, when you consider something a war, there's always going to be conflict. So just the idea that there's a war between us creates the problem or keeps the problem going. Because why? Because you think there's, there's this conflict that, that, that needs to be dealt with. So when you're coming from an angle, we got conflict, we got to deal with it. Now, is there conflict? Yes. But when you're going in with a war mentality, guess what? Somebody's got to be the enemy. And who's going to be that enemy? We can't make each other the enemy because we're not going to fix it. Let's keep going. I think we're going to go skip down a line. Hope, I see you nodding. Yes, because I feel like when you can name all of these things so eloquently and so beautifully and yet y'all still fail at being able to do these things after years and years and years and years and years of trying, where do we find a new solution? War that is that we're fighting for black men is the one that black men are fighting within themselves. Is it about adjacency to whiteness? Is it about being able to assimilate to that white hand? Or is it really about the freedom of black men in the black family and the black community? They want to assimilate to whatever whiteness, whatever white male privilege they can <laughs> And that's a large part of the problem. Dr. So Umar, you welcomed us to the show. By- All right. So, <laughs> so she's saying 
that uh, for the large part, black men wanted to assimilate to be white men, and that is the problem. That's the only problem. But uh, this is what I have to say about that comment. I don't see too many brothers walking around trying to wear wigs or weaves or anything like that. I just want to say that. We're here. That's not this. I, I just want to add that in. <laughs> so I don't. I don't get that. And then I, I could keep on going. I'm gonna go up to like 36 minutes in because this is what I really want to go at right here. Because this this topic is. They gave me a demonstration of King, and they called some people from their consulate. They came down, and their mission was to get hamburgers, and they. Oh. King and queen means yeah. go out with an all wood spear, no iron or steel head, and kill Simba. <laughs> so if 13-year-olds can deal with adversity, it'll turn around and eat you if you fuck up. We can deal with adversity. I don't even buy into that. And the other thing about what she's saying, hell, I have the credentials, the experience, the IQ, the acumen, the preparation to lead. So get the fuck behind me. <laughs> And let's deal with effectiveness. You can follow me. You can debate with all these folk around there. Crazy to go with. And uh, I will go you, along you with. You went on the record saying that you will never. I'll never a follow woman a woman to, to war, follow, though follow. I will take advisement from women. Right. Now, I'll listen. But she's describing Pookie. Yeah. Pookie ain't me. Right. See, Pookie can get behind me. I'll lead him to freedom. <laughs> or there are a few like me, but let's put it so, this way. We have a myth. We talk about kings and queens, and he's doing like the same is. thing, calling her with her ignorance as a queen. She's not, and I got a good illustration of what king and queen means. Uh, I had hours worth of conversation on several uh, occasions from – the heir to the throne of Swaziland slash the Zulu, a direct descendant of Shaka Zulu, and his brother also a direct descendant. The first young man was at UCLA during grad work, and the second one was at USC during grad work, and Daddy, who was king of Swaziland and the Zulu, was going to abdicate when they did their dissertations and set their things up. So one could become king. Both of them kill their lines, and when they get the opportunity to take the throne and the ministership, they will have to go out, cooperate. One can pick a spear, and the other one will pick a sword, and they have to kill the most difficult animal on the planet to kill. And that's the Cape Buffalo, otherwise die. And if the king dies, then they execute his brother so he can't take over right. by staging the coup. Now. That said, what happens is that they gave me a demonstration of King, and they called some people from their consulate. They came down, and their mission was to get hamburgers. And they came, and they got bags full of these burgers that the king and minister to be were going to eat along with me and my crew. So they had them come in, and they backed in, head to the ground, and prostrated themselves on the ground, and one of them dared twitch. And the king, well, his brother put his foot on his head He's trying to and stop said, this, king this is what it means to be king or part of the noble house. There's only one. That will be my brother, and right now it's my father. 
there's only a queen. No, there are several queens because my father has 14 wives. And those queens are queens because daddy's fucking <laughs> and not anything else. So everybody is not a queen nor a king. I, I, I played that part just to let y'all know. There's a, rough, a lot of people run around. I'm empress. I'm a queen. I'm just, listen, there's a hierarchy. There is one queen, one king. It, someone's got to run the ship. And if you go to company, somebody's at the head of that, 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 that who's directing traffic. Then you have subjects under this. So that's what he's trying to explain. Because um, one of the ladies was saying so. But let's go. Where was I? It was 36 minutes. Go ahead. You are by dinner your circumstances, and everybody else is a subject. So when Americans get off, black folk get off, and they're we're kings and queens. No, you're not. Because some of you are not fit for that. And I agree in with our him on culture, that. it's not like they do in England. You just pop out a pussy, and that's how you take over. You have to go through tests, which is at 13, both of us under supervision of the elders of the tribe had to go kill lions, and they picked out the biggest suckers they could find so we would really have a test to prove ourselves so they wouldn't waste all these resources on us if we weren't worthy. And now we're going to have to go kill this cake buffalo between the two of us, and that is difficult because I've seen it done. And I know people that have hunted them even with big rifles, shooting them 12, 13, 14 times, and this thing's still trying to kill them. So, yeah, yeah, um, there's a difference. So what he's saying is in our culture, you had to demonstrate your ability to hunt the biggest prey, biggest animal, or the most dangerous animal in order to be king. It wasn't just, okay, because I came through this line, you become the king just because you related to someone. No, you had to work at that. Isn't that the same thing that we saw in um, Black Panther where, yeah, he was a king, but he had to, if someone challenged him, he had to uh, demonstrate that he was capable of defending his people by defending himself. So they just, in our cultures, we work towards these noble titles. It was work involved. It wasn't just given to you. Like even in, you see in our churches, right, somebody becomes a pastor just because they're related to someone. All of them got this gift and from hearing from God and all this stuff, right? But let me move on. This is what I want to talk about here. We wouldn't be in a system of white supremacy had it not been for black men. So if you want to go all the way back to history, then let's go back to history when black men were selling their own people into white supremacy. Let's go back into history when 16 years off the plantation, black men were worried about a, a war being waged on them. They were worried about getting access to, to white women. That's what you were wor worried about. And now, it's, interesting. it's interesting. This is what I find interesting about her point is She's saying black men wanted white women. That was our goal instead of helping us. It was all on the, the men to fix the problem. And that was our goal as black men. We just wanted white women. We wanted to taste the, the, whatever the white man had, right? We want to be like them. And she's saying all of this wearing a wig. 
something not even having her natural here. I just want to put that out. It's not wrong. I mean, if that's what you want to do, but the you're saying some you're saying someone else is assimilating, and what are you doing with this? What, that's the that's that's what I'm talking about. Everybody is these people are looking at everybody else is the problem. They can't see what their own issues within themselves. Now the two brothers were talking. They never really attacked the sisters at all. In their cover, he just like Dr. Umar stay on. There's a system of white supremacy that's going on, a programming. He even called the sisters queens. But the two, well, one somebody said to me, somebody said that one lady was a he. In case I didn't know, the first one that spoke that I showed earlier. Really, I kind of thought so. I thought the voice was a little heavy. And the face was a little hard. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say that's fact, but someone said that was a heat. But, you know, we got to remember, we live in a culture of people identifying as certain things uh, that they wasn't born as. But let's continue. Oh, explained. Oh. Right, but oh, goddamn fool. And she's got to be the one, I bet you, who's got the unisex child clothing thing, isn't she? Oh, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Let me tell you what the somebody is saying that this right the the woman over here is uh, uh that's uh, suggesting that that's a man. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Lucky Charms is off topic. We're not talking about uh, DMV stuff. <laughs> I did. That was a distraction to what I'm talking about, so I blocked him for five minutes. You know, when you're getting off topic, he can come back in as long as you stay on topic. Let's talk about this topic here. We want to talk about interstate commerce and driver's license and all that. That's a whole nother. Somebody said transformer. <laughs> really? Yeah, you just educated me. Wait, 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 wait. Shit. The ignoramus doesn't even understand black history or American history. First off, what happened has nothing to do with black men trying to get white women. It had to do with one-third of the Union Army at the end of the Civil War was black. It had to do with those armed brothers getting out there and enabling the Union to win the Civil War. It had to do with the fact that both black men and black women were responsible for their circumstances. Black men for not rising up and slitting the throats of their slave masters in the dark of night and going off into the wild west, west of the Mississippi. See, judge, this, is why, <laughs> this is why I like Judge Joe Brown, because I'm with him on that one, right? Brothers, like, it was more of them than it was of these so-called masters. What happened? Why didn't you rise up? and handle your business. Well, although there was some rise up, people who did rise up, they talk about certain ones, Nat Turner, uh, but there was plenty of those rise up. The Bacon Rebellion, there was plenty of They don't highlight that. What they highlight is when you watch these movies, they highlight us falling in line, like Roots, 12 Years a Slave. They highlight that, but they will not show us those rebellions, and it was plenty of them out there. Why? Because they don't want to get it in our head that we can do that. It's a deliberate, deliberate program. And as long as, just like these, these going back and forth, the sister saying this, and 
And the brother saying this, you know, it's a distraction from the real problem. Right now, we have the economics to fix our problem. We have the money. We have the money. We have the money. Yeah, Lucky Charm, it was blocked because you're talking about driver's license stuff. We ain't here talking about that right now. Save that for when I'm talking about that. No disrespect. Stay on topic, please, sir. Or ma'am, I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, but let's keep going. All the way to the Pacific and unifying with the Native American tribes out there like was well within the possibility of reality. No, we didn't do that. And it was also because the black female fell into that trap of trying to accommodate white power by raising their children to be slaves. And by the way, here's what the slave master said from day one over and over and over again in these slave pamphlets that are on microfilm or were 50-some years ago in the Library of Congress, they were said told to put the black man down and uplift the black woman so the black people assumed the black woman would be the source of authority for themselves not the black men, because if you allow black men to have authority, then you will have uprisings and problems. If you allow the black women to be in charge and treat them as though they're in charge, that will become a habit, and it will raise their children to be that way. And the secret is black women have this ego thing about having grandchildren. So they will cause their boys to survive instead of doing what will get them killed, trying to get free, so they will have grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And the big secret from this guy, Willie Lynch, that some think was a myth. Hell, he wasn't a myth. I spent hours reading this stuff in the Library of Congress. His secret was this. The Negro is just like the horse. You cannot domesticate a wild herd status, but you... I want to hear he's going to show you how what happens with horses. But Antonio says, sounds like what's happening today. Yes, it is. Brothers, how many times you got to validate any points you're trying to make in your house? How many times y'all had to try to validate? You got to go above and bar to prove that you are capable even when you are doing your job. Think about it. It's, it, 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 it technically, it's, it's a programming that be, is being run. It's an algorithm. It's like it's an algorithm here on YouTube. It's an algorithm out there. Brothers, we are not viewed as sources of authority or good authority. And we can run a household, a lot of us. Even when we, when the, the numbers show that are handling their business with their children and their finances. The numbers show that. That's These are facts you can't get around. But even with those facts presented, that brothers are handling their business, the good ones are. And, it, and yeah, are there bad brothers out there doing things? Yes, there is. But it's not. It's, 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 a, it's a percentage, smaller percentage. For the most part, brothers are taking care of their business. But they still get a hard time on being some. Their counterpart 
being confident that they can handle business. They're always questioned at every turn, and it's almost by habit and programming. It is. That's just a fact. That's dealing with it. But that's just what we got to deal with. That's what, that's what we are. And remember what I said in the beginning, acceptance. Okay, this is what I'm dealing with. How do I deal with it? How do I come out of it? How do I come out of it? Listen, being, see what just doing? He's speaking his mind. Speak your mind, brothers. Do you handle your business? If you handle your business, you're paying your, you're paying your bills, you're taking care of your children, doing what you got to do, you're going out there handling it for yours, do it without apologies. Yeah, nobody's going to come and thank you for it. Nobody's going to give you credit for it. But keep doing it. And what needs to be said, say it. Even if they don't like what you're saying. As long as it's the truth and you're not trying to do it in malice and hurt, say it. Speak it. Because I know one thing. The people that get respect and consideration are the people who stand on their two feet and stick to their convictions. The people that don't get respect, they, they get swayed, they don't get respect. And it may not seem like you're not going to get it at first, but, hey, listen, at least, hey, that brother like at least, you know, I, he an asshole, but at least he, 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 he going to say what he got to say. See, I'd rather be viewed as an asshole than to sit there and be sweet to somebody and tell them lies. You can view me out, but, 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 but what I say, is it, is it going to change your life? Is it going to help you? I've gotten into disputes with a lot of people that I've worked with. And they and they, and they come back and say, man, I'm, that 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 tongue lashing you gave me. If you didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have pushed forward. And that's what men do. We don't play games with our words. We say what the hell needs to be said, and do what needs to be done. And like what he said, what needed to be done back then is y'all was supposed to take these mugs out. But it has a lot to do with what he's about to say right here. You can domesticate a wild herd mayor, even the head mayor, in the Let me take it back horse, a little bit. If you allow the black women to be in charge and treat them as though they're in charge, that will become a habit, and it will raise their children to be that way. And the secret is black women have this ego thing about having grandchildren. So they will cause their boys to survive instead of doing what will get them killed, trying to get free, so they will have grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And the big secret from this guy, Willie Lynch, that some think was a myth. Hell, he wasn't a myth. I spent hours reading this stuff in the Library of Congress. His secret was this. The Negro is just like the horse. You cannot domesticate a wild herd status, but you can domesticate. A- he said, "What well, he basically said, you can't domesticate a wild male, but you can domesticate a mare." Right? That's what he's saying. And this is what I, I, I have. This is one of the things I say, and I get. I don't give a damn who disagrees with me or not, but I'm gonna say it. The attack was always on for. The black woman. Get her under control. You got everybody else who can control. Because who do we come through? The only way we can get here is through a sister. 
Tony Way. And if her mental is a certain way, it, it can't help but to or affect her offspring. That's what I've been putting out saying, and I say that unapologetically. Like that sister was saying that men was white, one white women. Why did they want white women? Wait, they come from. They didn't come here by accident. And, and think about it. Let's let's go back to that. What that sister was saying, which makes it sound. That's why I agree with. Is bullshit and it, it makes it sound so ridiculous. If slavery was the way it was, they separated the men from the women, right? They separated. They, 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 the children stayed with the women for a little bit while they were nursing and, and stuff like that. They separated the, the older men away. And then they were deliberately putting them together to have, this is the story, to have children and stuff like that. But the women had control of the children for a certain time. Who was programming these males to want white women? These black, these black men. The way she put it is, like, this just what we wanted. We came out from day one. That's all we wanted. And I grew up in, I was born in 69. So in the 70s. Now, I don't know any brothers that, I don't know anybody personally, brothers that was chasing after white women in my schools, from my, the, the, the men that I was exposed to, from my father and, and people I went to church with and things like that, they all had sisters. And, you know, back then, we were more together than in the 70s than we are now. There were more uh, uh, two-parent households then. And all you all know of one, one, Interracial couple, and it was the other way around. It was a it was a, a a white man. He was a lawyer, and his wife, black woman. So then I knew another another couple, same thing, same scenario. But I didn't know. Now, did I know of guys who talked about hey they they would going after white girls? I told them, but personally, in my circle, from what I saw growing up, I saw black man, black woman. So her theory doesn't even hold water, like, in reality. And if you want to talk about what you saw on TV, celebrities having white women, and um, that may be true in that community, but that's a small, that doesn't represent all of us. That's a small percentage. So typically, the black men and the black women went for each other. They wanted each other equally. And we can see that because why? We keep having children. Right? So that's either side. If one side is saying that about the other, either way, it doesn't hold water all the way. And in, in only place I really saw those types of relationships for the most part was on television, celebrities, and something like that, or programming. Now, lately, you're seeing on television, now, this is the programming they're putting out there. Black man, white woman. In commercials, they started off with the Cheerios commercials a couple of years ago, a few years ago, or maybe more than that. It could have been longer. Now they just continue. Now they had an uprising about that, but it's, it's how they do. They give you a little bit, see what you can tolerate, back off, and then give you a little bit more, a little bit more until next you know you're all the way there. And now we're all the way there. And I want y'all sisters to realize one thing. 
Try to find programming right now. Try to find a program that shows a healthy relationship between a black man and a black woman on television right now. Try to find one. Try to find one. A heterosexual relationship between a black man. Something positive. Try to find that program. You're not going to find it. Well, give me a program where they're showing a whole uh, a black family thriving and doing good together. I think there was Blackish some years ago. But see, I don't watch primetime television. I, all I do, I have streaming services. So I could be missing something. And let me go back to these, these platforms. They do a great job. They do a great job of showing us in our worst light. Early on in this programming, these sisters talked about Cosby and R. Kelly. See, those are highlights of what's wrong, what could go wrong in our community, where people take advantage of either taking advantage of women and uh, like R. Kelly, R. Kelly's case, taking advantage of minors, pedophilia. And then they use guys like that to represent all of us and saying that we all want to be like them. <laughs> that's what they do. See, that's coming from someplace. That's what, that's what the, the, whatever programming they got out there is wanting you to look at. Let's look at the worst and say that's all of them. About the sisters, remember, right now you can go and find Sisters Do Kevin Samuels hit the scene. You can find a million videos talking about how bad the sisters are right now. You can. It's, 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 you, could, you, could, you could consume as much as you want on that. But they won't allow you to consume as much as you want on how good the sisters are. The good sisters that are doing it every day, like my mom, my sisters, my wife, they're not gonna they're not gonna talk about these things. So whose job is it? We it's our job to do it. Since they're not gonna do it, we have to do it. Our daughters. Let's if we talk about if more of us talk about the positive aspect of each other's qualities while her mayor qualities we can, it can change but it'll take some time because so many people are focused on you're the problem let's finish this even the head mayor in the horse uh herd so what you do is just like raising horses if you are aware of this, your mayors will raise their foals to be domesticated horses, and you won't have to try as hard to finish up the process. If you properly deal with the Negro female, she will raise her offspring to be good slaves, just like the female horse will raise her offspring to be good domestic horses. Now, I had 14, 16 horses on my ranch out in California. My 
X was into raising horses. And I learned from close observation that that is reality. If you let them, the female horse will raise or, excuse me, domesticate her foals for you. And then you can just do the finishing touches. If you acquire a foal who's been taken from the mother too early, you have a lot harder job to do to get a rideable and trainable horse than if you let the mother deal with it. See, the foals watch the mother. The mother shows them how to do it, and that's what the Negro woman did back when she showed her children how to be slaves. Right. And it, it's also I want to bring this because I, I've never said a movie Mandingo, but this is actually documented as well that when you had the house slaves, um, I guess you would call those the mammies or the bed winches, um, they would sleep with masses. A lot of them got comfortable. They, a lot of them had his babies. And in that particular movie, Mandingo, the, the black woman slave, the bed when she was like. That know, was Brenda Sykes played that. And huh? Brenda Sykes for three years sat in front of me for French class. And I was like, oh, baby, you so look good. Let me see. But, that was Brenda Sykes. She also went to UCLA. Uh, she married this doctor and two weeks later got a thing going with the football players. Especially back then. And then if you go to Brazil, it was a whole coach. So I say that to say, you know, and that's documented as well in books, pamphlets or whatever, but maybe black, black women, you know, choosing to be with a white man, especially back then. And then if you go to Brazil, it was a whole culture of wanting, pushing their daughters to marry white so they could be lighter, is it because the fact is that if I am enslaved and if I get pregnant by NASA, at least my kids will be free? You see? Yeah, that, yeah, that was one thing. And see, one point that you realize is during the late so who's really practicing white supremacy? Yeah, you know? the sister. See, here's what one thing. Now, that's funny he said that. Now, I just told you what my experience was when I was a kid. What I saw, the only interracial marriage I saw, two of them, was in the reverse. In Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, where I grew up at, in our congregation, there was a lawyer. I I won't say, and I was really good friends with the son. We were were best friends. We used to get in trouble together. One time we was in the Kingdom Hall's and uh, we, you know, in the building I grew up in, the guys in the in the lobby used to shoot dice. So we grabbed the dice from one of the board games. We took it to the Kingdom Hall. That's what we, that's, you know, some people call, we call it the Kingdom Hall, it's Joe's Witness. And we in the little, uh, what's that, the, the, it's a little, it's not quite inside of the hall, but like it's a door, then it's a little area, and then you go in. <clears throat> well, we were in that little area, and Paul was with us, and we started shooting dice. <laughs> Little kids, we were toddlers. We was probably uh, eight, eight, nine, and we were sitting there. And then one of the sisters saw us and told our mother, boy, we got in trouble on that one. But, yeah. So what, what, this whole idea of what she's saying, that it was just brothers doing it, that's not true because I saw something different. Was there brothers doing that? Yeah, of course. 
That's been happening out throughout history. We've been mixing around with different ethnic groups all over the place, not just with white folk. That's new. That's in this culture, but all over the world. Go back to the Barbary slave trade, which traded more slaves than the African uh, Atlantic uh, diaspora that they talked about. <laughs> what were they doing? You see? <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? So it, I, we can go on and on and talk about this. This stuff get deep. I left a link to the video if y'all want to watch it. I like her channel. Um, I watch it here and there. So go go check the sister out. I'm not getting paid any kudos for sending her people over there. She's got a lot of subscribers. She's got way more than me. Um, go watch that. But anyway, it's 8.35. Man, time got away from me. But no. Private entities cannot restrict your religious, your, your right to free speech, especially since they are doing business with the public. As, as Judge Joe Brown puts it, interstate commerce, period. Anyway, uh, let's see, let's see. Way you break a wild horse. Yeah, yeah you're right, Buster Brown. And that's pretty, I mean, it's, to be honest, it's truthful. <laughs> you know, when you go to these public places like the post office and everything, who's playing the gatekeeper? Who's the gatekeepers in these businesses? It's true. The, the, the issue is when a person doesn't know their program, they think everything they're doing is normal. So I don't want to beat down on the sisters. Hey, you know, they, they, no, this is not the purpose. We just here to accept what it is and how we going to do with it. We have to read out doing it differently. We got to educate them one daughter at a time, one brother at a time. Brothers need education too. They need good role models, male role models in their life. That's why a lot of these brothers are exhibiting simple behaviors. You see? This is a lot of these brothers, that's what they're doing. Because they, they don't have the balance of that male role in their life for whatever reason. We could, we could say, well, the sisters are keeping them from them. No, that has never been my experience in my life. That's been maybe some other brothers' experience, but not one of them. I've always had access to my children. And I've always put it out there. You're not going to block my access to my children. See, I would go to war over that. You ain't going to do it. There ain't no court on this planet. But I'll just have to go to jail trying to do it. And that's what y'all brothers got to do. Y'all got to be willing to take a charge for something when it comes to asserting your rights, when it comes to your children and protecting your household. Isn't this kind of what happened in the past, you know? Because of fear of death, for whatever reason, we didn't fight back. <coughs> there's two. There's a perpetrator and the one. There's a person who's the victim. But in order for it to work, both got to be in agreement. Got to accept their role in that one. You could be the victim or the perpetrator.
Well, I don't know what he's talking about. <clears throat> Isn't she a very light cone black person? What does that got to do with anything? I don't know. Lucky charms. <laughs> you be going all over the place. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh somebody said when I talked about these shows said none since the Cosby show, right? Media manipulation. Here's the link to go watch that video. Since I use the video, go give them a go add some views to that channel. Maybe you'll subscribe. Somebody said damn good show. Jay Butterflies one says, hit the like button. Yes, please follow what the queen is saying. Oh, yeah. If you watch that video, it's just some of the things that were said was crazy. It was just out there, just out there. But I'm just going through coming. Yeah, Joe Brown did school her. But you could tell even when he was trying to school her, she just wasn't getting it. And that comes from lack of understanding with the Constitution. No, no hit on her. It's just she don't know. And like a lot of people, they know they think it's okay to step on your rights because this is my business. All right, with that being said, I'm out. Um Man, they pulled it. I thought I was going to have a, 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 a short show, but I ended up having a long one. Um, hey, thanks for participating. Let me, let me go to the – oh, nobody wanted to talk on the phone line, so, hey, I'll, I'll leave it up. Maybe y'all want to be live. Y'all want to be on video? Let me know. Y'all want me to put y'all on video and get live on here so y'all can talk? That's what y'all want next time, next week? Join – yeah, so – I'll set it up where we'll be live. And y'all can be live and have your voice and your face on TV. All right, with that being said, oh, you guys have a prosperous rest of your week.